All right, can't believe it's already Wednesday. Can't believe the school is almost done, at least for our girls. I know everybody's schedules are a little bit different. but And you know what? In a few months from now, we'll be like, man, ready for school. Yeah, but not right now, flew baby. by so bad, so fast. Do you know that they'll only get so many summers in their lifetime? You know, and it's a big, it's just a short time, but it's a big, important time. Yeah. Kids. I well, I guess that's pretty, you know, poetic, Jody. We all only get so many summers in a but lifetime. But when you're a kid, summer is especially yeah. special if mm-hmm. it's that break from school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then as an adult, we don't get summer off. I was always so terrified of summer school. I never had to go to summer school, but I was always fearful that I would. Were you, you, know? were you ever close? Like no. Like having bad grades? No, I don't know. It's just one of those things that loomed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but... um. I did have that year where I took driver's ed right after school was over. We were doing driver's ed. And it yeah. was for it's a good thing you don't have to repeat a grade for that, right? Yeah. <laughs> that would have been helpful, though. Anyway, are you, you're feeling, I know you're feeling better this morning, Murphy. You oh, you're yeah, joining us early. Yeah, I wasn't here for the first part of yesterday morning just because of a weird old diabetes thing. And you know what's strange about that? I, several people in the hall were like, yeah, man, you weren't looking so good yesterday. Didn't. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> you didn't. Really but high, high blood sugar. That never you happens. You have explained it to me like it's trying to walk through syrup or something did you well, say it being, that way once yeah as a type one you usually type one diabetic you usually went up with the lows that you're dealing with more than the highs but i but, guess i had been somehow disconnected slightly something happened with the pump and so i went several hours without insulin and then started the day mm-hmm. and i guess i just wasn't getting insulin at all and that's the reason i was feeling bad it was the high blood sugar was awful but not getting insulin on top of that was bad sam he texted me that everything hurt even his tongue yeah i'm like yeah, oh my weird. god so it took a couple of hours once i finally got the insulin back in me and changed everything out yeah but it's it's just that's the humbling weirdest, right it's, because it's like that's how dependent it you is are humbling. on it yeah and it's just weird because it's not like any other illness no other illness can go away in a matter of hours you right. know what i mean and so it's it's weird it's just like once the insulin's back boom symptoms gone mm-hmm. the rest of the afternoon for the most part was normal mm-hmm. i'm gonna ask a completely dumb question here but is there any talk or possibility of a cure down the road Ooh, that's a big I don't want to laugh out loud. <laughs> they, no, Look, they're, they, they're very. They, they know what gene causes right. type one diabetes. They can almost predict, you know, who it's going to happen in. Now. Crazy. Uh, you can't cause type one to happen to you. You're, right. you're born with the gene. But um, so yeah, they know they know all that. They just can't figure out the trigger of how to keep the body from attacking itself. Once right. they figure that, that's part, what happens. Yeah. Done. And it may not happen in my lifetime. And you know, I mean, that's fine as long as it. You know, for kids that wind up with it at five and six years old, that's Let's what hope I in their right. lifetime. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Good question, Sam. Coming up with Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Later this morning, we want to hear about your most memorable vacations ever, mm-hmm. whether good or bad. Uh, coming up next, though, your first Hollywood outsider of the morning, Scarface, and I do mean Al Pacino, Scarface, coming back. Back to theaters. Trending now. Jody's Hollywood Outsider. All right, I've got Scarface news, and I don't mean a remake. I mean, and I don't mean the 1930 something movie. I mean Al Pacino. Do you want to play with Murphy, you know, that was 83, okay. Brian De Palma. And by the way, the, the very rough version of that movie, yeah. that it's very rough. Yeah. It was edited down. Like, they wanted it to be even more rough, and it was edited down. So it was yeah, supposed it, to be even more graphic than we we got. It was definitely rough for its time. And when I first met Jody, Scarface was Jody's movie. Mm-hmm. That was really sort of our introduction to each other on that style, that genre. Well, well that was my first ever, long before you, my first ever like mafia movie right. not that he was mafia it was cartel exactly. but you okay know. okay thank you yeah. speaking the language here um that was my first ever movie like that and it was so sh- 
shaky. It, it, sh- it shook me so much that those are the movies that I was looking for. Why and, do you and then like after, those movies with all I the violence? I don't know. I'm fast. No, it's, it's not, not the about violence. the violence, right? I'm fascinated with somebody who lives that lifestyle. Oh. I've always said probably because I'm so law abiding. Mm-hmm. Like if there's a police officer behind me, I'm not even speeding. I'm scared. Like, oh my gosh, am I about to get them? Am I doing something wrong? Yeah. Did I put my blinker on? Not yeah. scared, but you know what I'm saying. I'm so law abiding that I'm fascinated by this life. Well, and the thing is, if you notice, if you've watched any of those movies, they don't ever have happy endings. Okay. They don't. You know what I mean, they no. really do reflect because they can't have happy endings. So Al Pacino's um, and Oliver Stone's Scarface from 1983 is. It's in its 35th anniversary right now. Uh-huh. Recently, Pacino, Michelle Pfeiffer, even Stephen Bauer met up together again at the Tribeca Film Festival. We saw this picture and it was like, oh my gosh, look at them. Um, they're going to release it in theaters in June, but only big, heavy hitting you know, theaters and mm-hmm. cities. New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, Philadelphia, Dallas. Have they remastered it or something like that? You know what? It wouldn't matter to me. I'd go see it in the theater. I would go see it in the theater. And you know, you know, and then after that, all those other movies followed, yeah. and really try to sort of make you feel like you're in that world. Goodfellas did it well. Oh yeah, Goodfellas being really a favorite. So you know, if you love the movie, mm-hmm. maybe try to go see it. I wanted to let you know also that Stephen King has a new book out now this week. It's called The Outsider. If you're a King fan, it Horror sounds book? really scary. A thriller. Mm-hmm. About okay. a little league coach who moves into a small town and then gets arrested for the murder of an eleven-year-old. Mm. It goes to some seriously dark places, but of course, Stephen King. Is there a clown involved? Not this time. Murphy, Sam, and Jody, your Hollywood outsider. All right, coming up next, the myth of donut holes, and this is actually something we we covered in the after the show podcast, but uh-huh. it was so insightful, we figured we'd bring it back to you again next. And so the other day on the After the Show podcast, you know, which is something that we do after the show only, you get it online. Uh, normally it's something that you don't hear here, but because we were, it was it was all sorts of food stuff. Man, and, we and were we were getting hungry. It was a roll. And um, then we wound up going from donuts to donut holes uh-huh. and a conversation that somebody had with us. It's just, it's kind of funny to me that this happened. So look, we're going to play that part of it back for uh-huh. you right now. So, can we go back to donuts for a minute? <laughs> I just, somebody said something the other day that I think is just like, when I heard it, I'm like, that can't be right. And I wasn't going to argue, but, you know, somebody was saying, yeah, donut holes, they were a great invention because, you know, they used to just throw that away. I'm like, of course they did. No, they didn't. They would roll it back up into a ball um, and make more yeah. donuts. Uh, Jody, okay. come on. Oh, no. <laughs> what are we going to do with these? Ah, throw them away. <laughs> well, no, wait. Cook them. Somebody will eat them. Well, then who said, who said they were thrown away? I don't remember who told us that, but I'm thinking, you know, a family-owned bakery that's making a thousand donuts a day, they can't throw away the holes. That's a lot of wasted flour. Of course they re-blend yeah, it. Yeah, that's common sense. <laughs> we need to call our friend Doc, who has a little donut no, shop No, it's now. just common sense. You don't, don't throw it away. <laughs> I don't remember who told us that recently. It's like, can you believe it? Yeah, they used to throw it away. Whoever came at that, man, what a money-making idea. Uh, mm. Yeah, okay, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> well, that's, look, just, that's just like you roll out the cookies and you make a bunch of gingerbread cookies and throw the excess away. Oh, no, yeah. You roll like it back together and right. cut some more. Right. You're right, you're right. Okay. <laughs> that's from the after the show podcast oh, the other day man. and when our friend told us that i just couldn't say anything <laughs> I, you know, I just didn't want to make a correction and embarrass anybody i feel like i've heard that a long time i feel like i've heard that or read that that sounds like something that your uncle terry would say to pull your leg you know what i mean which <laughs> is almost hey, everything know. he says you know what's sad though is that somebody that does believe that they used to throw them away that's 
dead set that they used to throw them away would sit would sit there and argue with you. Oh, they're not. You're not going to change their mind, right? It's like no, <laughs> no. I swear they threw them well, away. Picture your mom taking that position, Sam. Oh. She would. She she would. I swear to you, they threw them away, Sammy. <laughs> I used to see it out back. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was a guy. He came up with the idea and he made a fortune. Once you believe something and then you've argued it, mm-hmm. it is humble pie. You're right. Speaking of daughter host, it's humble pie to go. Oh, when you yeah. learn. Oh. So careful what you dig in on. Yeah. We always talk to the kids about don't make assumptions. Careful what you dig in on as fact. So come and hang out with us on the After the Show podcast. We do an episode every single day. It's enlightening. Sam has music news. Uh, yeah, I'm going to tell you who the new odds on favorite is for the next James Bond theme. Ooh. Sam's got music news. Well, the bookmakers are now talking about some new odds they have on uh, who's going to be singing the next James Bond theme. Oh, man. Okay. It'll be... That's that's hard. It's a hard... Um Gig. Gig to follow, shoes to fill, you name it. Mm-hmm. I'm um, just sitting over here laughing at the fact that somebody's betting on it right now. I just oh. you can bet on anything, can't you? Sam yeah. Smith did a great one, yeah. and Adele did the best, most current one, recent one. Hello. I do like her version of Scott, yeah. Oh my gosh. That one grew on me. We crank but, this up at the house and the girls come in. What, what What's going on? Why are we playing this? The thing is, they if, love you, it. if you go listen to any of the compilations of over 40 years of James Bond movies, there are a lot of great theme songs. Mm-hmm. Live and Let Die. Oh my gosh. Don't even. Wait, wait, what's the one I love with the Duran Duran? A View to a Kill. View to a Kill. That's a good one too, yeah. 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 Uh, the James Bond 25, because I don't think we have a title yet on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the talk on that one is the lead singers have been Adele or possibly Ed Sheeran. They've been in the front the front runners for, uh, for doing it. And, you know, get Adele. Adele again. She did a great job. Get her again. Yeah. Ed Sheeran wants to do one, right? Right. He says, I think he even said once he even wrote a song. He wrote a theme to, for them to use, but he hasn't gotten the call back. Uh, but now, and this one's coming out of left field, but Dua Lipa, uh, the singer, right. is actually front runner and the bookmakers, odds on, because they said her career has just taken off. She's got this current song. And I can see that. A lot of the Bond movies have used, you know, current Somebody singers. super current, right? yeah. yeah. Great sound, great voice, great choice. But poor Ed is like tapping his foot, Please. waiting. <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay. so we'll let you know if they finally, if, as soon as I hear something, I'll let you know uh, cool. who they're going to pick on this one. That's kind of funny. Uh, James Corden was talking about uh, his carpool karaoke, his signature bit. Jody, quick, name one of your favorite James Bort. Uh, oh my gosh, so carpools. many. Um, I love Bruno Mars. Going through a party at the Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, James actually revealed that you know everybody he's asked to do it really wants to do it. He says, yeah. except there was one artist that came in and bolted. He was going to do a best of the '80s carpool karaoke in one of his oh. primetime specials. Oh, that would be great. And he said that Brian Adams came in, oh. looked at the list of people who were on the list to perform, and said, "I can't do this. Bye." Oh, really? Yeah. And wow. I don't know why. He said he hasn't talked to Brian since. Well, wait, hasn't maybe seen he didn't since. want to be like, like slotted as an '80s only artist because he had some of his biggest hits in the '90s. Yeah, he still puts out music. You know now. what I'm saying? Labeling. Maybe he didn't want to be labeled. Well, his big thing right now is photography too. Yeah. He's dating supermodels. Mm-hmm. Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Music news. All right, coming up. You know we love to hear from you, so we're going to jump into the 24-hour voicemail eight seven seven three one zero four MSJ. 
We love to hear from you. Give us a call anytime. 877-310-4MSJ. You can jump into the conversation. Or if we can't get you or you're calling later in the day when we're not here, leave us a message. Murphy, Sam, and Jody, 24-hour voicemail. All right, we're going to check it now. Tell Jody she doesn't have to worry. I had a Jack Russell. He's 17 years old. Whoa. He had a heart murmur, and he was fine his whole life. They wanted us to take him to the dog cardiologist, too, but when I found out that it would be like $500 to take him, I said, mm-hmm. no, thank wow. you, and he lived to 17. Wow. So I think your dog will be okay. Mm. Thank you thank for the you call. Thank you for that. Murphy, that's the thing, though. I feel like I still want to go and just find out. We had all that great Facebook that's, advice yesterday. That, that's I, the, it, I don't worry about isn't it. Isn't that the catch-22, though? What? You know, the, the pet is worth a certain amount. Uh-huh. Not just, <laughs> what's Wait, your, what is your threshold? You know? He was really old. It's like a game show. How much would you spend? It's the price is right. Mm-hmm. Highest bidder. <laughs> Listen, if he were really old and we had just found out, oh, he's got a heart murmur, well, let's make him comfortable. Is, and you know, and not not overexert him, which we won't do anyway because he's a bulldog. Yeah, but wait, he does. He, has a he is a baby. Yeah. He's brand new. We wanted him. He has. It has been um, a labor of love to, I guess, kind of acclimate him with the pack, and now he's there. Guess who he loves more than Murphy now? Who you, Papa? I, don't, I wouldn't oh. say that he loves you more oh, than me. Either. Right? <laughs> Follows me, sits think, by me. I think that Sam. Sam is amused. Uh, no, he's amused I, by the fact that it's these are our loved animals, and and you know it's simple math is what it comes down. I know, to. I know. At some point, there's a financial threshold. Of course, there is. I just love the way you put it, there, Jody. You know, if he was a certain age, we'd just make sure he's comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we just signed your death warrant. No, he's two. We need to know no. if he needs to be on meds or if the or if I also. <laughs> I, I, I still want to go. I'm yeah. not walking in throwing money on the floor. Yeah. I'm walking in being advised that I can leave and choose to keep my money. You're walking but, in hopeful that it's not going to be as bad as you think. Right. And this is, you know, someone who went to medical school. Oh, yeah. Like, it's in the back of my head. Every time we walk him down, he starts panting more. Now that it's getting warmer, I'm like, should we throttle back here a little bit? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so shorter walks now. and yeah. only at yeah. night. Take him home and make him comfortable. Stop it. <laughs> Thank you so much for leaving us that. I mean it. And give us a call anytime. 877-310-4MSJ. Coming up, Jody has your Hollywood Outsider. Reese Witherspoon expands her book club. Mm-hmm. You may not have even known about that. And Richard Gere coming to TV. Jody's Hollywood Outsider. Got a lot of little stories for you. First of all, Richard Gere coming to television. Wow. Which is different because Richard Gere doesn't do TV shows. Right. In fact, I did a little digging this morning. He's not done TV. Mm-hmm. He's a movie superstar. Is this uh, he, it, regular TV or Netflix? It's not regular TV. It's not Netflix. It's BBC. Oh, fancy Fancy. Yeah. yeah. Sit up straight. It's going to be beautiful. A new eight-part drama called Mother, Father, Son. Richard will play, well, the father, um, an American businessman, successful businessman in the UK. And um, he and his family and his wife and their whole empire is threatened by their son's destructive bad behavior okay so look for it soon i think that's kind of cool yeah um just i mean we haven't seen him in a long time i'm sure he has his pick of movie roles but mm-hmm. to pick a, an eight-part series you know maybe mm, gives something him more flexibility was attractive to him yeah. yeah in his life maybe he loves the storyline okay you know reese witherspoon recently has spent a lot of time with miss oprah your father has accomplished something extraordinary 
extraordinary. They became really close friends on the set of A Wrinkle in Time. Right. And this, I'm not saying this is Oprah's influence, but it is sort of an Oprah-ish move. You may have heard this or read it the last couple of days. Reese Witherspoon is teaming up with Audible for audio editions of she novels. read a book? No, I, oh. I don't think she's going to. You know, she's super busy. Reese Witherspoon. She's pulls, producing and acting and everything. She's acting and producing uh, stories that she loves by female writers and producers and authors. Well, she has a book club, Reese. It's called the Hello Sunshine Book Club. And so oh. she recommends books. But she teamed up with um, Audible for audio editions of certain novels that she recommends. Oh, that's cool, though. The first one is a um, a book called You'll, You Think It, I'll Say It. And so she says, look, I want to highlight the voices of female storytellers, and that's what this is. Mm-hmm. And she knows that women, especially, she feels women at a certain point in life when you know the kids are busy and you're busy taking care of them and doing your career, it's hard to sit down and read a recommended book. Right. So she's saying, so listen to we're going to give it to you through Audible where right. you can listen while you're on the run. That's the first selection. So when you hear about the Hello Sunshine book club, you're hearing about Reese Witherspoon. Cool, I didn't know she had that. Recommendations. That's right. All right, coming up in your next Hollywood Outsider this morning around 7.55, Stranger Things Season 3. We're learning a little bit more about that storyline. Up to date with Jody's Hollywood Outsider. All right, coming up, we want to hear about your most memorable, did I say that right? Memorable vacation ever. Good or bad? Yeah, because sometimes the most memorable are those stinkers, like Clark Griswold can't even compare. I got one of those for you. Oh, really? Because we want to hear from you coming up, 877-310-4MSJ. There was a time it's good. we had the radiator leak into the car one time. That was really bad. Uh, That was a long trip. Like hot, steamy water coming inside the floorboards. (laughs) But I can save that for later if you want, Jody. (laughs) That'd be great. Sam always finds the new eats. He's the food dude. Murphy, when I read this one, the first person in the world I thought of was you. What's that? Uh, because it's, it involves a text you recently sent me about going out and eating at one of these hibachi places. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love hibachi because it's as good as it is entertaining. It never gets old to me. Uh, he loves Hanna. the onion volcano. Yeah, well, well, it's uh, funny you say that, but you know, Benny Hanna, who I guess kind of pioneered the yeah. whole hibachi. Wait, were they the first to do the <sighs> volcano? They're the ones who made it. Popular, popular and took it nationwide. Have sure you ever first I had a Benihana once. It's it's the, it's the same show. Right. Um, but now they are, because every now and then they get people who eat there, they come in and say, man, I would like to know how to do that. Can you show me how to do that? They're teaching it? So they're, they've got oh, a, pro, man. a new program called Be the Chef. And the cool. chef, the hibachi chef, will work alongside of you to mm. teach you all the skills. They'll do the egg roll, you know, the egg spins. Will and they do the, the shrimp in the hat? Uh, well, they didn't say the scrambled eggs in the hat. They didn't, say, they didn't say the shrimp in the hat trick. If I did the shrimp in the hat trick at home, what would happen is that it would all hit the floor and the dogs would be happy. Mm. Oh my gosh. Forget it. Don't even try yeah, hibachi at home. Shrimp what? stains all over the wall. <laughs> Not just that. If you learn to do this, I think you need to go in with this. That is, I can't talk today. Disclaimer that you're going to get burned. Your hands are going to get burned learning. I asked one, one of the guys who did hibachi for us once, I was noticing all the fire yeah. and how close he was to it. And I'm like, did you get burned a lot learning how to do this? And he showed me all of his scars. Yeah, well, the thing is, if you work in a kitchen, there's a good chance you're always going to get burned. Sure. Just, you build up but hibachi calluses. especially, I think. But one of the things they do teach you, mushroom, uh, Murph, mushroom, Murphy, is how to build the uh, onion volcano. Boom. I would like that. Yeah. Because it's very, I, mean, I noticed that they cut slits in certain ways. That and would be hard for you. Yeah. 
So anyway, you would, you would struggle. Anyways, <laughs> if you if you come across a Benihana, it's two hundred bucks for four people. You as the chef, and you get to eat too. And then the three people you're treating them. <laughs> so, is there any such thing as a blooming onion volcano? <laughs> That's an outback. Let's make it. Coming up with Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Most memorable vacation ever. We want to hear more about the radiator leaking, Murphy. <laughs> and we do want to hear from you. 877-310-4MSJ. And so uh, it is almost the official kickoff of summer, at least Memorial Day weekend. You know, that's really the end of the school year. And so here we go. Family vacation. We want to hear about your most memorable, whether it's been now with your family or when it was when you were a kid. And that means good vacation. Like, wow, it was everything we dreamed or like bad. Broke or, down or and everything right, that went wrong could. Or downright ugly. <laughs> yeah, 877-310-4MSJ. So get those in to us now. I guess we've been kind of lucky over the years. When I was a kid, Very. I remember breaking down one time, though. We would all pile into one car, and my grandmother would you know ride with us. So it was me, my brother, sister, parents. So it was six of us in the car. And I don't know how this is even physically possible, but somehow the radiator leaked back into the car. And so yeah. we're driving, and it starts to get steamy, and it starts smelling funny. And I'm thinking... Okay, which one of you? No, Grandma. Oh, come on! And there's and, not as many places to stop. No, but it, but it was. We did have to pull over and get the car fixed because it was the hot radiator fluid came up through the floorboard or spilled into it. I was young, so my recollection of this is probably yeah. wrong. But that's what was in the car. Is that dangerous for that to be? Oh, in I'm the sure car? it is. It's scalding hot water coming. Nobody into was the car. smoking, huh? Smoking. I didn't know. I'm just what? asking. Smoking. What do you mean? With that coming in, that sounds like it could be bad. No, none of my parents. Nobody smoked in the vehicle. I don't. I don't know. I'm well, just asking. I don't think radiator fluid is yeah. flammable. I had relatives I, I, I that smoked in the vehicle. I didn't grow up in your family, Jody. <laughs> I had relatives that smoked in the vehicle. You had relatives that smoked. I'm just, yeah, but they what? never smoked in a vehicle. Good. Good for you. <laughs> get, the, get the cigarettes from the kids. This is how vacations go downhill quickly, apparently. <laughs> what about you, Sam? Um, most memorable? We, we had one? car trouble, too, on the way somewhere. Uh, the car broke down. I don't know what the, the reason was. I just know there was a lot of cursing. Uh, was we, anybody smoking in the vehicle? <laughs> no. Uh, and we wound up getting the tow truck. They towed us to the, the nearby city. And we wound up spending a couple days in a city that we had no intention of spending in. Nice. And then it good? on the way back home, it broke down again. So, oh, you know, it, that was probably the, the most one, it, not good. Is this the car that your dad spray painted blue? No, no, no. This no. was uh, this was like a early seventies car. Okay, that probably wasn't meant for long road trips. Aren't all cars cars meant for trips? Nowadays they're better. The okay. Ford Pinto wasn't. <laughs> At least not backing into it. Okay, good or bad. We do want to hear your most memorable. Everybody's got one. Vacation. Okay, eight seven seven three one zero four MSJ. Richard, we're coming to you next. Love hearing from you, so jump in anytime, 877-310-4MSJ. We want to know about your most memorable vacations, good or bad. What's going on, Richard? Well, I had a, a story for you guys here um, okay. about uh, family vacations and stuff. One of the ones that sticks out really, really well in my mind is yeah. that uh, when my dad was in the Air Force, uh, I didn't really get much time with him, but... Mm. Uh, he uh, took time out to take uh, me and my two brothers on a road trip. Yeah. And it didn't matter where we went to. It was just the road trip itself. Exactly. Exactly. So when I retired from the Navy here a couple of years back, oh. I told my kids the exact same thing, that uh, when they were in high school, I'd give them one uh, 
one vacation. They choose where it is. No matter what it was, we go get it done. Wow. My son is the first one to go through that. And this year, he told me, hey, Dad, I want to go to uh, Las Vegas. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Not messing around. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I made him go and get his... Uh, driver's license yeah along with it so he could help me drive mm-hmm. and along the way we hit all these different places that my dad had taken me to 20 years ago oh we hit las vegas and i got to see my first uh, cirque du soleil show Boom. Oh, i always wanted to see that yeah and to share it with my son was awesome and uh, basically we, we burnt up all nine days of his uh his spring, spring break mm-hmm. that's awesome so what did he think Oh, you should have seen him. Even going before going on the trip, he was like bright-eyed and smiling all the time because he had his driver's license. Yeah. He could drive the car. All these different things just added up onto it, made it a really, really good trip. It's not where you go; it's what you, you know, what you do along the way. As long as you can make it uh, personal for the uh, person you're doing it for, yeah. mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to turn out great each and every time. I love it, yeah. Richard. Thank you for calling that in. That's a super cool story. Thank you. Oh, of course, hey. he was happy with it. He's 17 years old. He's got a driver's <laughs> license, and he's going Go to, to Vegas. Vegas. Hello, the Sam summary on that one. Eight seven seven three one zero four MSJ. We love to hear from you anytime. Call or text that number. <laughs> yeah, your most memorable vacations, good or bad. Coming up next with Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Oh, uh, yesterday I got a traffic ticket. But wait, Sam, I didn't hear about this. I didn't know. Yeah, the officer did something to me that I really didn't expect. Ooh. Tell you about it next. Be sure to like our Facebook page so that you get notifications. You know, there's a lot of stuff to keep up with. And so when we go Facebook Live or new posts and those things, you'll get a notification. I um, got a ticket yesterday. Speeding ticket, Sam? Another one? Well, it, wait, another one. Oh, that's right. It's it been was, a while. Oh, wait, I haven't the one, got you, one in years. Well, I was going to say, no, that no. speeding ticket you got, Sam, last year Parker. was last summer, wasn't it? Or was it? Oh, geez, I forgot about that one. It wasn't one. last summer. It was the beginning of the school yeah. year when you were getting him for his weekend with you. Jeez, it was a slight indiscretion in the National I, Park. Yeah, I lied to the officer then. What? What? I Why? Mean. Well, I didn't. I. He asked me, do you have, do you have any speeding tickets recently? And I was like, no. I oh, I you mean oh, so you didn't yesterday you ended yeah. up lying. Well, you just forgot. The, the reason he asked me, okay, I was, I was, I was doing 33 and a 25. Yeah. Which is not bad. That is still. It's still was, bad. It's yeah, eight oh, yeah. miles over. And I was on if the, you're working the percentages, it's higher. And I was on Mr. the phone. Mr. Heavyfoot over here is going to lecture you. And I, and I was on the phone, and when he walked up and he said 33 and 12, I said, yeah, I know. I was on the phone. I'm so sorry. Ooh. I was talking to one of the exes. But I, but I do not blame them because I was the one on the phone. True, yeah. true. Did you tell them the story of how you have three exes or not? A little sympathy ploy? No. Okay. But the funny thing is, the irony is he does know this ex. But oh, that's really? a whole other story. Are you serious? Which ex? One, two, I'm not going to say. Okay. Well, is that the reason he gave you the ticket? They had, they had worked <laughs> together in the past together. Uh, uh, and, small, small world. And so he goes, and, you know, I give him the license and the, and the registration, and he comes back. And he goes, um, you know any speeding tickets recently? I was like, I no, I don't off the top of my head. I don't think because I, I wasn't even thinking about the na- the national park. <laughs> Five hundred dollar ticket. I'm sure that one doesn't just get buried either. I'm sure it's a red flag. Um, he says, well, because what I could do is if I write you the speeding ticket, it's going to cost X amount of dollars, and your insurance is probably going to go up. I said, well, yeah, that's how it works. He goes, or I could write you a ticket for no seatbelt. And I said, Did you have no seatbelt? Well, I said, No, but I was wearing my seatbelt. He goes, Yeah, I know. But what I'm saying oh, is. Oh, he was trying to give you a break. And I was looking for the wink, Murphy. 
you know, the wink. No, wink. he was just trying to give and you a break. He was trying to give me a break. It was like quarter of the value for a seat driver for a, a, a seatbelt, and it's not a moving violation. Right. So therefore, I was like, well, that's sure. That's super nice. I'll, show, I'll go with door number two. Is that what and, you did then? And, Good. And yeah, so that's what I got. Well, that was nice of him. Yeah. Especially since I now did, you... I did thank him. I did. You know, and I wasn't Good. belligerent when he gave me the tickets. I, I mean, maybe that played into it, too. Right. Well... And you look like the kind of guy who won't do that again, so, you know, I mean, why not? Only right. in national parks. <laughs> Coming up next, it's the producer's mailbag. Bailey, what do you have today on the way? Well, speaking of national parks, Sam, <laughs> Brenda's right. got her own story about one of those. We love hearing from you. Jump in anytime, 877-310-4MSJ. And we do want to hear about your most memorable vacations whether good or bad because those are the best stories mm-hmm. you can also get us um, on Facebook or Instagram Murphy, Sam and Jody the producers mailbag Bailey what's in your bag today well Jody like you said we asked about everybody's most memorable family vacation on yeah. Facebook and Brenda responded with one of my favorite family vacations as a kid was when my family went to the Smoky Mountains yes we camped in a tent And we went walking through the woods. It was the first time that I drank apple cider. And also, my brothers and I had walkie-talkies. Oh, man. That's a happy That's happy times. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Walkie-talkies are exciting. They are. They are. We never did a tent in the Smokies because bears... You know, my family was very scared of bears. Well, you know, and getting Wi-Fi in a tent's a little tricky sometimes. (laughs) I'm talking about back in the day. (laughs) Oh, I'm not talking about now. As if you, you would never do a tent in the Smokies, Murphy. Bears. I, you know, let's have a conversation about that, I guess. You would know. you? With it's bears. cold at for night me, and bears come up looking for food. I just don't think I could camp where there's no 4G. <laughs> he doesn't care about the bears. It's not it's the Wi-Fi. <laughs> it's not Wi-Fi. I don't. You know, I want to have phone service. There are places like in the Great uh, Great Smoky Mountains National Park where we did where you go it. high and you, and you don't you don't have any phone service. That's I want to be lovely. able to get somebody. That's in called event vacation, though. Yeah, but what That's if you have vacation. an emergency? What if you do have a bear incident and you can't call anybody? <laughs> okay. That seems to me to be the worst of all scenarios. <laughs> well, at least you Brenda. could look it up. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Brenda. What that sounds lovely. That sounds lovely. Love it. So this weekend, a little um, uh, a little wedding happened. A big wedding. Oh, yeah. Happened. Yeah. Slightly. Just a little, the royal little wedding. I'm still not over it. <laughs> well, Paul had a comment about that on our Facebook inbox, actually. Okay. He says, please, could you give a shout out to the British taxpayer for footing the bill for the royal wedding this weekend? <laughs> oh. <laughs> for without them, none of it would be possible. I guess I never thought of that, Paul. I guess I never thought of that. Although I do think the family pays for a lot of it, but I guess some of it. They're royals. Yeah. They got money coming out their ears. <laughs> yeah, they do. I, I don't know how it really all works, yeah. but yeah, shout no, out. No. Absolutely. Not my country, not my problem. Sam, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely country. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. We love hearing from you. Jump in anytime uh, in the producer's mailbag on Facebook or Instagram. Coming up, Jody has your Hollywood outsider. Stranger Things season three. They're filming it. They're working mm-hmm. on it. And we now know a little bit more about Eleven's storyline. So we'll have that for you next. Jody's Hollywood Outsider. All right, Stranger Things season three. We're no, we know a little bit more. A little more info is trickling in. So don't right. you want to know? The deal you is know the storyline. A little bit of it. Okay. How about that? Okay, so there was a Netflix event over the weekend, and so. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown was there, right? And Noah Shap, 
I hope I said his name right. Is right was the other guy, the kid who plays Will Byers, right? The poor kid who's been tortured for two seasons. The kid who hasn't had fun <laughs> either season. And the director Sean Levy, and so they tried to give a little bit of that crowd there. You know, here's a little bit of where we're going because right. filming is underway for season three. Will we get it before the end of the year? Probably not. Yeah, they're going to probably push that to. 2019. You think they're going to do another Halloween release too next year? I don't know, but I loved them at Halloween. Right. I, whatever. I, I trust that they're going to just rock us and, mm-hmm. and blow us out of the water again. Okay, but the deal is, here's the quote, it's a beautiful storyline for Eleven this season, mean, meaning season three. Oh, okay. A really a coming-of-age story for her and for her understanding what it's like to be a normal teenage girl, which she certainly deserves. That, of course, Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah, Millie Bobby Brown plays Eleven, and um, she's going to try to live her life out as Jane Hopper. Right. Which is kind of lovely, too. Now, they did go on to say, but wait, this is Stranger Things. Of course, some of her past will sort of rear its ugly head and haunt her a little bit, but that doesn't mean they're not going to give her more of a a storyline and give somebody else some disturbances. Well, there's still got to be an upside down somewhere, huh? Ugh. And you know what? The upside down that sort of touched all of them a little bit could rear its ugly head. Right. Anyway, that's their job. I can't wait. And do you know, I read recently where with all the stuff that's there for you to consume on Netflix, mm-hmm. n- more people tuned in and binged that season two of Stranger Things than anything on Netflix's history. Right. So. Well, it kind of... It kind of covers, I mean, because older kids can watch it too. My kids all watch it. You're right. A bigger demographic is interested. I even suggested to my mother that she watch it. She she? has not Uh, yet, but because she has a t shirt. Right. She's wearing a Stranger (laughs) Things t shirt. She doesn't know why. She loves it. And it's like, people are always like, oh, I love your shirt. And she has no idea. I'm like, mom, please just watch it. Okay, so we'll get to see her settle into a normal teenager's life. 11. However, the directors and producers say there will be a different set of complications. She's still really the lead of right. the show. Okay. Hope Will gets That's to have more fun this what time. We know. Oh, we know Will gets a break. We heard that months ago. Coming up in your next Hollywood Outsider this morning around 8.30, Reese Witherspoon teaming up with Audible so you can get more of the books that you want. Up to date with Jody's Hollywood Outsider. All right, jump in anytime. We do still want to hear. We're getting excited about summer. Want to hear about ah! your most memorable vacation uh, with your family, whether it was when you were a kid or whether it's been recently, and that's good or bad, memorable. Like the big ones that really would stand out to you in your life. Sometimes the bad vacations turn into funny stories later. Though. Exactly. You know what I mean, it wasn't oh, yeah. funny in the moment, but then it becomes funny when you right. tell the story later. The farther away you are from it, the more you can learn yep. to laugh at it. Isn't that true in life? So 877-310-4MSJ. And speaking of it, most Americans take something on vacation that we should not be taking with us. What do you think it is? We're going to play the guessing game here. Sam, I think I know what it is. I love the guessing Um, game. I have a family pet. Oh, I wish I could. We have too many. Not that. I, I bet it's the laptop. You shouldn't be taking your laptop. Uh, it's a close. It's like you're getting oh, really? warm. If we were playing I Spy, I'd say you're getting warm. Getting warm? Getting warm. Well, taking your work with you. Boom. Yeah. yeah. Winter, but that's what I mean. To me, laptop is work. Laptop can be play. Okay. Laptop can be silly YouTube videos. So when you say work, do you mean what? Email? Yes, or? you stay connected to work. Almost 50% of Americans, they maintain some kind of contact with their job mm-hmm. while they're away because we're so scared to be you know, disconnected from it, I guess. And that is sad because the best thing you can do for yourself is to disconnect from your work. And I mean that on the daily. I believe in that 
20 minutes a day, whatever you can fit in to your life that's um, recreational mm-hmm. or just escape renews you daily. You are not meant to focus on the same thing all the time. Even if you're a Tom Brady and you're obsessed, yeah. you're not meant to do that. Can't win Super Bowls that way. <laughs> anyway, you know, Murphy, it's been true for you. I mean, you have. there have been times when you've had difficulty disconnecting. And honestly, it's not even your fault. There have been times when we have scheduled our vacation. And then it's like somebody says, yeah, well, we're having meetings. And it's at the same time we're on vacation. And you've, like, you've had to log in. Yeah. You know? Well, or even the three of us, when we dis- you can't completely disconnect when there's a major news event or yeah. something. You know what it's I mean? True. That's what's weird. Yeah. So, it's okay. But, uh, but, but you know what? What try. you were describing, it, it almost becomes six degrees of separation if you're not careful. Because an email is going to wind up connecting you back to something at work. Or even like if you're Facebook friends with coworkers, something yeah. is going to pull you oh. back into, you know what we're I mean? We're all too connected yeah. Yeah. that you cannot get away. That's why you got to work harder at it. Get mm. away in your mind and your heart. Coming up, Sam has music news. I'm going to let you know who the new front runner is to sing the next James Bond theme. Sam's got music news. Got another short list that is out um, for the next person to sing the James Bond theme for the next movie. Yes. Um, and this one I didn't see coming because up until now we've heard Ed Sheeran a million times, possibly Sam Smith. Wait, again. Ed Sheeran wants it. Well, Ed Sheeran wrote a He's song like that he said would for work it. for it, but yeah, no one's knocked on his door that we know of. And of mm. course, Adele is at the top of the list too. This guy again, she's done one before. She's a hard act to follow, and Sam Smith followed her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there. Dua Lipa is now the one that, and this is from British bookmakers, Mm -hmm. bookies, odds makers, whatever you call them. Olds make us. And they're saying that she is now at the top of the list along with Ed Sheeran. Right. Uh, And of course, she has that uh, song out that's right now called uh, New Rules. You know, he's only calling because he's drunk and alone. Yeah, it's very cool voice. Very contemporary. Yeah, they said her career is on the upswing, so she would be a great idea. Get her while she's still. Uh little unknown. I could see her doing some dramatic Bond type song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Well, we don't know anything about the movie yet, so that's going to be a ways We know it's Daniel Craig. That's all yeah, I care about. Yeah, by the way, she did say she doesn't want to say. It's the way she, they asked her in an interview and it kind of, she sounds like she's kind of dancing around it. She said she doesn't want to jinx it. She would love to do it. So I'm wondering if somebody actually talked to her. Maybe. Okay. Possibly. James Corden. We love James Corden for Carpool Karaoke. Remember the time Bruno Mars sang Elvis? So many good ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, James actually dished on the one musical artist who bolted on him when he was about to do Carpool Karaoke. And I don't know if he had nerves or what it was. He was trying to put together one of these best of the 80s carpool karaoke's yeah. for the primetime show where he had a bunch of different 80s artists get in the car and they sing their songs. And he said they had Brian Adams. I got my first real six string. And he backed out. Yeah, he said, Brian, he said he actually showed up to do it. And when he saw the list of everybody that was going to be involved, he's like, mm, I can't do this. Bye-bye. Oh, well, he didn't want to be off. like labeled as an 80s artist only probably. He's got a great catalog on his own. what that sounds like to Mm me. Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Music News. Join the conversation anytime. We'd love to hear from you. 877-310-4MSJ. Murphy, we're not the only one at home with a dog at home with a heart murmur. We'll do that next. 
We love to hear from you. Give us a call anytime. 877-310-4MSJ. You can jump into the conversation. Or if we can't get you or you're calling later in the day where we're not here, leave us a message. Murphy, Sam, and Jody. 24-hour voicemail. All right, we're going to check it now. Tell Jody she doesn't have to worry. I had a Jack Russell. He's 17 years old. Whoa. He had a heart murmur. And he was fine his whole life. They wanted us to take him to the dog cardiologist, too. But when I found out that it would be like $500 to take him, I said, no, thank you. And he lived to 17. So I think your dog will be okay. Mm. Thank you for the call. Thank you for that. Murphy, that's the thing, though. I feel like I still want to go and just find out. We had all that great Facebook advice yesterday. I don't worry about it. Isn't that the catch-22, though? Well, the, you know the the pet is worth a certain amount. Uh-huh. You know, just, <laughs> Wait, your, he's young. She, he was really old. It's like a game show. How much would you spend? It's the Price Is Right, mm-hmm. highest bidder. <laughs> Listen, if he were really old and we had just found out, oh, he's got a heart murmur. Well, let's make him comfortable, is, <laughs> and you know, and not not overexert him, which we won't do anyway because he's a bulldog. Yeah. But wait, he, does. he, has a he long is a baby. Yeah. He's brand new. We wanted him. He has. It has been um, a labor of love to, I guess, kind of acclimate him with the pack. And now he's there. Guess who he loves more than Murphy now? Who? You? Papa. I, don't, I wouldn't oh. say that he loves you more oh. than me. Either. Right. <laughs> Follows me. Sits think, by me. I think that Sam... Sam is amused. Uh, no, because <laughs> He's amused I'm, by the fact that it's these are our loved animals, and and you know it's simple math is what it comes down. I know, to. <laughs> I know. At some point, there's a financial threshold. Of course, or, there is. I just love the way you put it, there, Jody. You know, if he was a certain age, we'd just make sure he's comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we just signed your death warrant. No, he's two. We need to know if he needs to be on meds or if the or if I also. <laughs> I, I, I still want to go. I'm yeah. not walking in throwing money on the floor. Yeah. I'm walking in being advised that I can leave and choose to keep my money. You're walking but, in hopeful that it's not going to be as bad as you think. Right. And this is, you know, someone who went to medical school. Oh, yeah. Like, it's in the back of my head. Every time we walk him down, he starts panting more. Now that it's getting warmer, I'm like, should we throttle back here a little bit? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so shorter walks now. and yeah. only at yeah. night. Take him home and make him comfortable. Stop it. <laughs> Thank you so much for leaving us that. I mean it. And give us a call anytime. 877-310-4MSJ. Coming up, Jody has your Hollywood Outsider. Reese Witherspoon teaming up with Audible to bring you selections from her book club. And did you know she had a book club? Tell nope. you all about it next. Jody's Hollywood Outsider. Okay, you know Reese Witherspoon recently spent a lot of time with Oprah. Wrinkle in time. Wrinkle in time. Your father has accomplished something and we don't know if this is like the influence because Reese Witherspoon has been doing had been doing a lot of things for females with female storytellers for a long time and I didn't realize she had a book club but she does hmm. Reese Witherspoon's book club is called Hello Sunshine well she's now teamed up with Audible for audio editions of novels that are recommended by her book club oh, which cool. makes a lot of sense yeah. she says look we don't want you to not enjoy it can be hard to find time to read a highly recommended book right and so they wanted, she wanted to partner with them so that if you hear about one that it's huge and she wants you to read and you don't have time to read it, mm-hmm. listen to it. Uh, the first one from her collection will be You Think It, I'll Say It. That's the title of the story from the Hello Sunshine Book Club. Up to date with Jody's Hollywood Outsider. Hey, the U.S. Post Office has uh, announced the first ever scratch and sniff 
postage stamps. Is that not going to be fun or what? That's different. Yeah. Why did it take what? so long? I mean, I Scratch and Sniff has been around since we were kids. Yeah, Why now? I love Scratch and Sniff stickers, yeah. man. I, I, that I don't know, but uh, coming out on June the 20th, they're going to have a whole new line of Scratch and Sniff stamps that are uh, called Add the Sweet Scent of Summer to your letters, and they're forever stamps, and they all have different kinds of popsicles and flavors on them. Got it. Cool. Oh, that's I don't pretty have, neat. Not for licking the flavors, but, you know, scratching and smelling the flavors. You'll be yeah. able to smell popsicles when you scratch it, and it'll, you'll think, Summer! Ah! Maybe the reason it had never been done is because, you know, it costs money to do that. You know, uh, that's true. System, well, that's, that's you know what? Taxpayer system. That's true. You're right. A stamp, but what is the cost of making a stamp? Maybe, maybe adding the scent cost more more yeah so if you're a collector will this scent last and you're probably not going to scratch them if you're going to save them <laughs> I, he I, loves I mean, to complicate I'm, everything no, sam I'm doesn't just, he I'm, murphy you just complicate i'm just asking for, for the collector right this, because this that's is, what these would be this is hap- what happens when they unveil the stamp and murphy's in the front row uh excuse me <laughs> it's an snl bit um are these scents gonna last because it says forever right otherwise i'm not going to <laughs> Uh, sir, they will last for a reasonable amount of time. Yes. All right. Coming up, Stephen King has a brand new book. And if you are a fan of Stephen King, get ready for this scary one. Trending now, Jody's Hollywood Outsider. All right. I've got Scarface news, and I don't mean a remake. I mean, and I don't mean the 1930 something movie. I mean Al Pacino. Do you want to play with You know, that was 83, Brian De Palma. And by the way, the the very rough version of that movie, that it's very rough. Yeah. It was edited down. Like, they wanted it to be even more rough, and it was edited down. So it was supposed to be even more graphic than we we got. It was definitely rough for its time. And when I first met Jody, Scarface was Jody's movie. Mm -hmm. That was really sort of our introduction to each other on that style, that genre. Well, Well, that was my first ever, long before you, my first ever like mafia movie right. not that he was mafia it was cartel exactly. but, you know. okay okay thank you yeah. speaking the language here um that was my first ever movie like that and it was so sh- shaky it, it, sh- it shook me so much that those are the movies that i was looking for why and, do you and then like after, those movies but all I the don't violence no i'm fast no it's, it's not, not the about violence. the violence right i'm fascinated with somebody who lives that lifestyle oh. i've always said probably because i'm so law-abiding mm-hmm. like if there's a police officer behind me i'm not even speeding i'm scared like, oh my gosh, am I about to get them? Am I doing something wrong? Yeah. Did I put my blinker on? Not yeah. scared, but you know what I'm saying. I'm so law-abiding that I'm fascinated by this life. Well, and the thing is, if you notice, if you've watched any of those movies, they don't ever have happy endings, okay? They don't. You know what I mean? They no. really do reflect, because they can't have happy endings. So Al Pacino's um, and Oliver Stone's Scarface from 1983 is... It's in its 35th anniversary right now. Uh-huh. Recently, Pacino, Michelle Pfeiffer, even Stephen Bauer met up together again at the Tribeca Film Festival. We saw this picture and it was like, oh my gosh, look at them. Um, they're going to release it in theaters in June, but only big, heavy hitting you know, theaters and mm-hmm. cities. New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, Philadelphia, Dallas. Have they remastered it or something like that? You know what? It wouldn't matter to me. I'd go see it in the theater. I would go see it in the theater. And you know, you know, and then after that, all those other movies followed, yeah. and really try to sort of make you feel like you're in that world. Goodfellas did it well. Oh yeah, Goodfellas being really a favorite. So you know, if you love the movie, mm-hmm. maybe try to go see it. I wanted to let you know also that Stephen King has a new book out now this week. It's called The Outsider. If you're a King fan, it Horror sounds book? really scary. A thriller. Mm-hmm. 
about okay. a little league coach who moves into a small town and then gets arrested for the murder of an 11 year old. Mm. It goes to some seriously dark places, but of course, Stephen King. Is there a clown involved? Not this time. Murphy, Sam, and Jody, your Hollywood Outsider. All right, coming up next, the myth of donut holes. And this is actually something we, we covered in the After the Show podcast, but uh-huh. it was so insightful, we figured we'd bring it back to you again next. And we invite you to come hang out with us after the show. It's the Murphy, Sam, and Jody podcast, where we do hang out just for a little bit longer. It's easy to subscribe. You can do it on iTunes, or you can just Google it, and boom, the after the show podcast pops up. And you may disagree with me today on what I have to talk about in the podcast, but uh, why I am totally against letting the kids bring friends on vacation, family vacation for the summer. 